Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. They'll hand to Patterson. Cordero banging to the goal line. Crosses. Touchdown Atlanta. It's time for the Falcons flyover. A complete recap of today's game as we check in with all the top players of today's game and more. As we also get your take on today's game. Presented by Ticketmaster, the official ticket marketplace of the Atlanta Falcons and the NFL. And brought to you by Center Park Credit Union, the official credit union of Georgia State University Athletics. The Falcons flyover is on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Well, well, well. I just can't anymore with this team. They always find the most agonizing ways to lose games. And the bad thing is, you know the die has been cast. You know they're about to lose a game when it happens, like today. When the Falcons did not convert that two-point conversion after Desmond Ritter's uh, rushing touchdown, you knew it was over. Number one, you've got... One of the best kickers in the game in Matt Prater. Every bit as good as uh, Koo. Probably has a much bigger leg. So you knew they didn't have to go very far. And then, of course, you have a chance to win the game. You chase Kyler Murray 20 yards behind line of scrimmage. He squirts through. Gets the necessary 10 yards for a first down. So he basically ran 30 yards to get 10. And you knew it was over at that point. And I don't know what else to say. But I will say this. I know all of you are out there. Fire Arthur Smith. Call me, 404-726-0929. Tell me why. I'm not ready to do that yet. I'm not saying that it's not necessarily time. I'm not there yet. I, I'm not putting today's loss on Arthur Smith. I'm not turning, putting on last week's loss on Arthur Smith either. Poor tackling. You had a chance to get Josh Dobbs on the ground. He squirts free. Runs for a big game, setting up the game-winning touchdown. Same thing with Kyler Murray today. If you just tackled better, period. Desmond Ritter, good to see him do what he does. That's one of the most successful plays the Falcons have in their playbook, I think, in the red zone is that little outside run that uh, Ritter does. And you thought this was his kind of week of redemption. After Taylor Heineke goes out with a hamstring injury. And how about a team that I've never seen a team do less with awesome field position. Again, today, interception. Well in Cardinals territory, settle for a field goal. How many times have you seen it? Today, somehow, they did. The Falcons, oh, here's a shred of good news today. The Falcons were able to survive a penalty from inside the 10-yard line. 
How often does that happen? False start penalty. Somebody on the offensive line does something. Illegal shift. They always seem to do that inside the 10-yard line. Well, that happened today, but they are able to get a touchdown anyway. So it's just agonizing. Convince me, though, I'm not ready to fire Arthur Smith yet. Because it's a pain to go through that process. I'm not saying you don't do it just because it's a pain in the butt to get the process, but you got to make sure you get the right guy. Otherwise, you're in this constant state of a revolving door of head coaches. So I'm not, I'm not there yet. And I know a lot of people are going to be saying, mathematically, you can still win the division. I, do you really see this team going on a run of any sort? You really, you know what I see the Falcons doing, Garrett? I see the Falcons, what they'll do, they'll win maybe one or two in a row, but then they'll lose three of their next four. That's how it works. As long as they beat the damn Saints. <laughs> well, that's who they get after the bye, right? No, that's uh, the week of Thanksgiving. Yeah, week Thanksgiving after the bye. That's right. So I've, right now, I think the bye is a one-point favorite over the Falcons next week. That's how bad things are right now. Well, the bye can't uh, escape a, a tackle. No, it cannot. That, that's the most maddening thing. You have a chance well, to get off the field. Look, you're missing Troy Anderson. Yeah. I, I mean, that's really you're the biggest thing. You're missing his speed, yeah. Like, I love, I love Nate Lamon. Landmine. I mean, he had a... Yeah. He's, he he's one, of three players, one of three players in Falcons history to do that. Yeah. To have a, foul, a sack and an interception in the same game. He's just too damn slow. And that's yep. not his fault. I love the dude. Yep. He played really well today. Just in the biggest moments when you need to have a speed guy on the field, yep. a guy, the, the reason you drafted Troy Anderson, he's hurt, and I get it. He's hurt. It's a frustration, yep. man. David Onumata's hurt. Grady Jarrett's hurt. Side. Yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, my God, man. The but, whole defense is beat to crap. It, it is, but you're still. Man. It is just so frustrating it, watching this it's team. It's frustrating because look at the numbers on the Falcons' defense. Statistically, they're basically a top-10 defense. That's on paper, though. That shows you those algorithms, they don't mean anything because you can't seem to get off the field. If you just knew how to tackle on one particular play that swung the game to the opposition, you'd be 6-4 and four rather than 4-6. and six. You just learn how to tackle. And the way the Falcons, what they lose, uh, what, two weeks ago to a quarterback making his first start, and another quarterback last week in Josh Dobbs, who just joined the team on Wednesday, barely even practiced with him. And then today, Kyler Murray, 11 months basically to the day that he tore his ACL of making his first start. He looked great. It looks like that knee's not bothering him whatsoever. But that's the maddening thing. And you just knew it. They don't make that two point conversion. You just had a feeling. The Cardinals going to march down the field, and they certainly did. When you uh, have a chance to get Kyler Murray 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage, he scores three and is able to run 30 to get 10 necessary for the first down. You know it's over. Those are the type of agonizing things that just seem to plague this franchise. And now we're going to we're going to be hearing from uh, Arthur Smith, and I'm, I'm sure probably uh, who else we got? Who, who did Arch talk to after the game? Ah, tonight? so we got the landmine, Arthur Smith, Bijan Robinson, and. Uh... Desmond Ritter. All right. And not uh, good for De- – well, Desmond Ritter's probably going to play next week, I would imagine, well, the week well, after next. Well, the hamstring, you never know. Hamstrings are tough, man, They're, especially a guy who likes to escape and make plays right. with his legs. It just depends on how serious it is, but we don't know how serious it is. You have no idea. We'll probably, They'll get an MRI on it. They'll yep. see what it is. We'll, and we'll, we'll know better tomorrow or Tuesday, definitely. Yeah. What his status Well, with is. the bye week, it'll probably be Wednesday. Well, that's true. That's true. 404 This is the Falcons fly over on this losing Sunday. Gray, dreary Sunday. And here's how the Falcons' reputation transcends sports, basically. I was watching the game with a friend today. She doesn't really follow football, not that much. 
She knows a little bit about it. And uh, we're about inside two minutes left in the game. She goes, isn't this where they usually find a way to lose? There you go. Your reputation transcends football, and non-football people kind of get the vibe of what your team's all about. Well, thankfully, the Saints lost today. Two's Josh Dobbs, by the way, and the, uh, and the Vikings. So the division's not very good. Yes, mathematically, you have a chance, but I'm just convinced. I don't see this team winning two in a row at any point. Win one, lose two, something like that. Maybe win two in a row, lose three in a row after that. You don't see them going on a sustained run all of a sudden. When the same problems keep cropping up over and over and over, and face it, there's a big question mark in the quarterback position. There just is. There just is. And the injuries are mounting up on the defense. Defense is not as good as it appears to be on paper because they cannot make impactful plays at the most vital moments. All right, let's go out to the uh, phones right quick here on the Falcons flyover with Rob Tribble, Sports Radio 1990 game. Let's go out to Kenny. Kenny, talk oh, to me. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Guys, I'm going to need a few minutes because, <laughs> goodness gracious, I – I thought losing to Josh Dobbs and Jaron Hall yeah. was as bad as it could get, but nope, nope. We just have to lose to the Cardinals, apparently. <laughs> you know, I, know, I entered awful. this year optimistic Everybody that the was. Falcons could win the division. We had the easiest schedule. The NFC South was wide open, and now it's just more of the same. 28-3 to was more enjoyable than this whole <laughs> season. Uh, because... We had it. We had it right in front of us. This is literally painful because, and I know I heard you before saying, oh, you know, we shouldn't be firing Arthur Smith and all that other stuff. Well, number one, I think he should be fired. We never should have even hired the guy. Eric Bieniemy was right there. He was coming off two Super Bowl appearances with the Chiefs. And you know how, how I know he's bad? Because he doesn't use his weapons properly. B. John Robinson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Cordell Patterson. We got all these great players in the draft, but he just doesn't use them. B. John was rejected 1,126 rush yards and 10 touchdowns of fantasy. He's on pace to not even hit 1,000. And Arthur is using him more as a punt returner, more than a bell cow running back. All right, Kenny. Rejected. I appreciate Kyle you, man. Pitts, all right. Thanks, Kenny. You know, so funny, we'd probably come back out of the break. And he'd still be talking. He has no idea that I cut him off because he's he's ranting. I potted him down, and he was still going. Still also, going. by the way, just just if, <laughs> if if this if this phone line is any indication of how Falcons fans are feeling, uh, every single line is full. He just dropped, and it's already full again. Wow, we're in. We're ready. Well, we're going to come People back and upset. take your calls, man. We're, we're going to run through it, let you vent. Falcons lose at twenty five, twenty three. Fall to four and six. Bye week mercifully coming up, but now we have to deal with the uh, darkness of another. Horrible effort by our local professional football syndicate. This is Sports Radio 1990 Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That's it. Game over. Falcons flyover is on. Presented by Ticketmaster, the official ticket marketplace of the Atlanta Falcons and the NFL. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. On first down, looking for a play fake and a deep shot, perhaps middle of the field. He threw it away. It's intercepted by Nate Landman. Got a block at the 20, and Landman tackled at the Arizona 15. He was trying for McBride, the tight end. And no one does less with great field position. Falcons could not capitalize on that by getting a touchdown. 25-23, the final today. And if you just knew how to tackle. Missed tackles on quarterbacks have cost you the last two weeks. You'd be six and four rather than four and six. I, I need I need my therapist on the line. I'm going to put up the signal, the Allison signal. Allison's got to be out there somewhere. Allison, help me. Good evening, my friend. How are we doing? It's another. I know how we're doing. Don't yeah. answer it. Don't answer it. We could all we could all be better. Yes, if ma'am. we could if we could only tackle, <laughs> if we could contain a quarterback, uh. if we could if we could if we could learn how to cover a tight end that nobody knew about. Uh, we'd be pretty good. And one of the announcers made the observation that Atlanta had not thrown a pass for over 10 yards. Hmm. And I think we were in the third quarter, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But to answer your question, you're right. Firing Smith is not going to happen uh, because I don't think this brain, I I don't think this brain trust, I don't think Arthur Blank and Rich McKay, who he he ought to be out the door too. Um, I don't think they know, who they want, they haven't. There's not been a coach that came in here and established an identity for this for this team. You look at D'Amico Ryan's and what he's done in Houston. I'm pretty sure they're wondering how in the hell they lost to us. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's it, it it you know what we're just gonna have to suffer through it. And um, I think this is like we we all a job right now. We all are Job. We are. We're just gonna have to, and we're you know you know God is testing us. Well, you know, and we're, when we we're get forty together, years in the desert say, too, Allison. We're also forty years. Hello, of- we are indeed. So yeah, that's our that's our thing, and that's just how we have to look at it. And the one good thing about it, we're on a buy, so we can't lose next week. <laughs> all right, my dear, I appreciate you. Good night, Allison. All right, let's go out to Eric. Hello, Eric. Welcome here on the Falcons Flyover with Rob Tibble, Sports Sports Radio ninety nine again. Hey, what's going on, Rob? So uh, I, I'm at the point where it's like, you know what? I no longer care about how many touches B. John gets. I don't care about having the weakest schedule left. Yep. I don't care about who's under center. I don't care about none of this. There's a division that is up for grabs. Nobody deserves to go to the playoffs from this division. Yep. But somebody's got to go. So their job is just to go out and win. I don't care. I'm not half glass full. I'm not glass half empty. I'm kind of numb right now. So. <laughs> There's nothing left that needs to be said. I understand that this is your job to talk about this, but there's nothing left to be said other than just go out here, beat the Saints, and try to make something out of this because I refuse to let these damn season tickets go to waste. I'm oh, done. All right, brother. I appreciate you. <laughs> you, have to, you. You basically have to just suck less than everyone else to win, win the NFC South this year. That's what it's going to boil down well, they're to. All, the rest of them are losing too. Yeah, everybody's losing. Just not, not like we are. Yeah. Another good day for Josh Jobs. Great story. Great story. 
And Derek Carr went down with De- an injury. Derek Carr went, goes down with an injury. Jameis Winston comes in, uh, throws his customary couple of interceptions, <laughs> and they had a chance. But, nope, they, they end up losing to Josh Jobs. In the, uh, Josh Jobs about 269 yards throwing today, I think, in a touchdown. So, That's good nice. day for him, yeah. Let's go out to Wayne. Hello, Wayne. Hey, what's going on, man? Um, just like everybody is saying, uh, while I might not be saying fire Arthur Smith right now, his seat damn sure is getting warm. Indeed. And, and the thing that gets me, and I have to blame management, you knew that we were deficient at getting a closer to chase down quarterbacks. You knew that. You didn't make a substantial enough offer because you thought it was too much. Well, losing two games in the same fashion that you have lost may be so costly that you might not even make the playoffs. I have no other expectations. After 10 games, you are who you are. We are an 8-9, 7-10 team at best. You're right. So we are who we are. And the offensive line, you ought to be ashamed. They are practically stealing money. If you wouldn't have been able to convince me otherwise, Rob, that the offensive line was not going to be a strength, I would have fought you tooth and nail. But they are maybe the weakest link, them and Arthur Smith, uh, because he did more with less the last two years than he did with a cupboard that is uh, supposed to be full. Yep. It, it's, a, it's a baffling thing, Wayne. I appreciate you. 404-726-0929. I can't read my own handwriting. Who, who's next? Lonnie. Let's go out to Lonnie. Hello, Lonnie. Talk to me, Lonnie. Hey, I'm, I'm not going to rant like Kenny, but I feel like, you know, hey, Arthur Smith, he need to be out of there. You know, on that fourth and one, why not kick the field goal? You know, we, the game would have been a whole lot different if he had kicked the field goal opposed to going. You're talking about when Desmond Ritter kind of slipped to the line of scrimmage and tried to lunge for the first down, ended up about two inches short. That yeah, forced that. I yeah, mean, no. you know, if you want to say that you know he lunged and slipped or whatever, they want to blame it on the turf or whatever if you can. But at the end of the day, you know, we leaving points on the board when we Big can't time. afford to leave points on the board. You know, with our offense, every point counts because, you know, we get out in the red zone and we can't score a touchdown when we practically get the, the interception line now within the 20-yard line. Yep. You know, it, it's just a lot of bad things that's going on with the, within our team. You know, we, I, I'm not – can't just point at one person. Can't just say, you know, Arthur Smith can't just say the offense line. It's the team as a whole. You know, I think with great losing graded, did a whole lot to our defense. You know, he was a leader on that defense, and just losing him did something to that. Seemed like they've been playing a whole lot worse since he's been going on. But, uh, well, this, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Lonnie. Well, the season's basically on the brink of almost starting to look like, well, we might draft in the top ten next year. I don't want to spend the – I hope they don't get so far out of it to where we have to spend this show looking to the future to see what's going to happen, and we're going to get a new head coach, where we're going to end up drafting. Brock Bowers would look great in the Falcons <laughs> uniform. <laughs> well, you know. So would so would that closer on defense. I mean, we the Grady Jarrett thing. Don't underestimate that. Uh, AJ Terrell wasn't in there today. He was hurt. So you had some guy that's been bouncing back and forth. What's that kid's name? I can't remember his name. He filled in for him. Oh he, no, it's uh, he, oh shoot. He got burned a couple of times by yeah. the tight end. Cardinals Clark tight end Phillips was yeah. in there today. First Cardinal tight end to have over a hundred yards uh, receiving since 1989. That happening. You would have thought after all those years. Some tight end for the Cardinals would have had a 100-yard receiving day. Nope, has not happened before today since uh, 1989. All right, let's go out to Will. Hello, Will. Welcome here on the Falcons flyover. What's up, Rob? I'm not doing well, hey. Will. This is, this is getting mind-numbingly just 
bad. Just want to say a couple things, man. I kind of look look at this thing a lot different than the like the mass of people might think. But I think uh, everybody was saying that Arthur Smith was was stubborn at first, but he he seems to make choices based on what we're saying on this radio station, man. Like, you know what? I was kind of wondering about that. Do you kind of see that? You really tried to assert Bijan today because of all the criticisms he's getting. It's like he's trying too right. hard and perhaps maybe has rabbit ears and should really not look to anything outside the building for any sort of advice whatsoever. Yeah, because if he would have went for that field goal, and you know, it probably would have been a they would have been a two it would have been a two possession game, so they would have had to cover yeah. all those points. So I just hang up and listen. But I think I think we should have a little bit more uh, faith, even though it looks so crazy right now. Because in another thing, and I I get off the phone, Desmond Ritter doesn't seem to be scary when he's working the ball downfield like the other the, the other quarterback. Now, just just want to that's it. I'm done. I appreciate it. <laughs> the tunes have changed. I know. Isn't that isn't that funny now? Well, Heineke's definitely not the guy. <laughs> Credit to Ritter. He looked good coming in today. He certainly seemed – look, he's, he's mentally tough. The kid is mentally tough. Arthur, uh, Arthur Smith would always say, I like to see how he responds after making a mistake. And usually he comes in with composure. Doesn't seem like he's too bothered all that much. A lot of times he's under duress, certainly. But the kid is mentally tough. And I think he's the quarterback going forward, not Taylor Heineke. And we don't know how bad Taylor Heineke's uh, hamstring injury is, too, by the way. All right, let's go out to uh, Wig real quick. Hello, Wig. Welcome here on the Falcons flyover. Hey, if, if, I'm, if I'm right before the break, man, put me on hold and let me come back after the break. No, no, go ahead. You got, got, you got a got, couple got, minutes. You got a couple minutes. Oh, go okay, ahead. okay, great. Mine's going to be strategic, surgical, and historical. I've been watching the Falcons since 1966. Yeah. I'm 65 years old. When they came in, uh, as, when Rankin Smith, an insurance uh, mogul, um, got the franchise. Yeah. I was I was eight years old, mm-hmm. and um, no, six years old. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, um, the the problem with the Falcons is that unlike the Miami Dolphins, the Dolphins came in two years after the Falcons, right? And instead of fooling around with assistant coaches and head coaches, I mean uh, guys who were head coaches on the college level, they hired Don Shula. And the rest is freaking history. They had two years less in the league than the Falcons. Okay, I'm going to say this. See, um, Matt Stewart uh, had me and my dear friend Lynn Kane on his sports talk show back around 1997. Yeah. Uh, Wayne called, and Wayne, is, if he's hearing this, he knows exactly who I am. I'm going to tell you this. Uh, Arthur Smith, whose father is the founder of FedEx, is a silver spoon boy just like Donald Trump. However, I give him credit. All right, all right. Go ahead, go ahead. Let let, let me finish. He's a silver spoon. What does that mean? Let me finish. If you let me finish, I'll explain it to you. All right, go ahead. He he got out from under his dad's shadow. His dad has a huge footprint all over the world. But he wanted to carve out his own thing. And he took his football from high school to college, and then he decided to become a coach. And he paid his price, and he paid his dues. I give him credit for that. But part of the problem with him is 
He is snarky. He's condescending, and he thinks he's the smartest dude in the room. All right, I appreciate you. Okay, okay, we're, we're done with it. We're, I, if I if I hear the phrase, it's amazing what a talking point. Well, he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. How many times are we going to hear that one? We ought to do a. Sh- Let's go find some liquor somewhere, Garrett. And every time someone says that phrase about Arthur, we're going to have to do a shot. We're going to be hammered by the time 10 o'clock comes. It sounds like a good deal to me. <laughs> 25-23, the final. And I don't know what he what he meant by Arthur the Silver Spoon. Yeah, of course Look, he did. Yeah, because he grew up with his dad. His dad was wealthy. He founded Fat FedEx. But he also Get over kinda, it. He went against that, and he carved well, out his own niche. He could have yes. been just a— He, he could have been, been Tommy just, Boy. Yeah, he could have been Tommy Boy. Exactly. He's not Tommy Boy. He's not Tommy Boy. Come on, man. Artie's not Tommy Boy. Jeez. He's a good coach. He's a fine coach. fine coach. Like, the moment that you start your, your sentence with, oh, he's a silver spoon kid, I'd lose all respect. I don't I, care what you say. That's like a, that's a lesson it's a ad hominem attack. Thing. It's a personal they thing. They didn't hire him because his dad worked at founded FedEx. Get out of here. He didn't know. Football's it's ridiculous. The, he's a football coach. Football's the ultimate meritocracy. He's earned his way. Of course every he job did. he's gotten. So, there you go, as far as that goes. All right, we're going to come back. We're going to hear... From Arthur Smith, David Archer called up to us several luminaries from today's 25-23 loss. Four and six, heading into the bye week, thankfully, then a date with the Saints right after Thanksgiving. Big one there. Sports Radio, 9 to 9 game. Win on three. One, two, three. Let's go. Take a look back at today's game with Falcons Flyover, presented by Ticketmaster, the official ticket marketplace of the Atlanta Falcons and the NFL. Our Falcons play here. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And Ritter is going to keep it left side to the five. Desmond, did he hit the pylon? He did. Touchdown Atlanta. Came back with the same play, Wes. They called the exact same play. That's Wes and Dave on the call, 25-23, the final. It's amazing how this team is two missed tackles away from being 6-4 and four rather than 4-6, and six, but that's the difference. Defense, statistically pretty good for the most part in every game until that one moment where they make a mistake or miss a tackle that costs them the game. Arthur Smith didn't lose the game this week. He didn't lose it last week. That's the defense. That's the poor tackling. You saw it. And James, uh, what, was that, what was that running back's name for? Um, James Conner. Kid from Kentucky, I think. He every time he carried, Pittsburgh. he was he was viciously running today. He, he would fall forward three yards, running over guys. Pittsburgh, he's out of Pittsburgh. That's right. All right, let's go to our Chandler. Hello, Chandler. What's going? What's going on, man? Talk um, to me. You know, I mean, and you just make the point about we could be, you know, two tackles away from being six and four, but that's the reality. That's and the reality. We we all want to blame Arthur Smith. And he definitely deserves blame. I think we have to blame him more for just looking at the perspective of, for the first, let's say, seven weeks of this season, the defense was bailing us out more times than not, while Absolutely. the offense, they, they were sputtering. They were figuring things out. Now the offense, they haven't figured it out yet. They haven't figured it out all season. But it's like at this point the defense, I honestly feel like to me, I'm just going to say it how it is, it feels like they've given up. And they're not going to go and bail out the offense anymore. And even though we've seen, and we don't want to criticize this defense because this is the best. This is the best defense I've seen in my lifetime. Um, but with that being said, you still have to look at it from what it is. This defense has been costing us at times. However, it feels like to me there is a problem brewing in this locker room. And Arthur Smith, 
is a big reason for that and how this offense has been operating. All right. I appreciate the call. All right, 25-23 the final. Bye week for the four and six Falcons. Cardinals improved to two and eight. And wow. Last three weeks games, you should have won. You should have won them. That would have made all the difference in the world, but it's always the same things that seem to paralyze this team and cost them games. Arthur Smith talked to our Dave Archer after the game. Art, all these games come down. They're close ball games, a lot of times one score football games. What was the difference today, you feel? Well, you know, <clears throat> obviously we didn't do enough. Third quarter, we had some chances, uh, didn't take advantage of it, came down to the end. Um, you know, we got the go-ahead at the end, and then, uh, you know, they made a couple plays down the stretch, and then they ran the clock out. So we got to find a way to regroup. We feel like, you know, tough. We've lost two in a row in similar fashion. Um, and we got to find a way to regroup, yeah, because obviously it it's, hasn't been good enough lately. Looks like you had good footing after the initial drive, got some footing offensively and started moving the football. They were a tough time handling your run game. Did they make some adjustments in the second half, made, made it tough on you guys to move well, the ball? Yeah, in the third quarter, there was a couple things. You give them credit, and, you know, we didn't necessarily execute well. And obviously, we kind of made a couple adjustments in the fourth quarter and, and got going again, and unfortunately, uh, wasn't enough. Kyler Murray makes an unbelievable play. I know you'd worked on trying to keep him hemmed in. It was one of those things that, that uh, I know hurt you a little bit last weekend. Um, were you a little bit more aggressive in that last defensive drive, knowing that, you, that a field goal would win the game for him? Yeah, we were. And obviously you're cognizant because of Prater. You know, he's got the range. And, I, you know, we got him out there and couldn't get him down. So um, he, he did. He extended the play, and then they hit the shot. So that kind of ended it there. Big game comes up in two weekends. Now you're going to have a chance to regroup, but uh, still everything in front of you, even though that you lost today. Yeah, I know. It's um, obviously we got to regroup and, and get things corrected, but uh, somehow, some way, I mean, we got to find a way to get back. And it's our biggest game of the year. We got to put it, I mean, everything goes into this one. All right, Art. Thank you, Todd. Thanks, Art. All right, there's the head coach. Bye week coming up then. New Orleans Saints. But man, it's just so agonizing to watch this team lose in the same ways under the worst, worst causes imaginable. Just carelessness, missed tackles, stupid penalties when you're in the red zone. You can always count on that false start penalty when they're, when they're inside the 10-yard line. Happened today, too, but luckily they were able to survive that and get a touchdown out of it. All right, let's go out to uh, the phones. Uh, who we got? We got Jonathan. Hello, Jonathan. Welcome. How's it going, Rob? I'm actually on my way back to L.A. Big Falcons fan, drove the family to Arizona. Unfortunately, oh. we're driving back side with that big loss. Are you, like, in and, the middle uh, of the desert now driving? All dark I'm and desert? I'm right now exiting Phoenix. So I'm about to get on the desert right now. Wow, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, man. But, uh, you know, it's unfortunate the way we have to lose like this. And, uh, I mean, James was saying, well, I don't think it's Arthur's. Well, you guys are saying that it's not, let's not blame Arthur no more. I mean, guys, but for the past two games, the plays that he caused when we're in the red zone came in costly, and that cost us about two games already, maybe even three already. I'm not going to blame this loss on Arthur, but I think we need someone like the enemy, someone to come in and, and, you know, just come in with this new swag, man. And I really hope we get Justin Fields next year. Let's trade for Justin Fields because those are the biggest problems we've got, quarterback. Desmond Ritter, he did a job. They put him in today. He did a job. We needed a touchdown. We got the touchdown. Shout out to Desmond. He did a good job. But overall, look who we're playing, guys. We're playing the worst team in the NFL. 
This is against the four and five Falcons. The Falcons should have won a good 28 to, I don't know, 10. Come on, guys. It has to come to the last play, really? Come right. on. And you know what? It's, hey, but when De- when Arthur Smith was uh, was walking out, I had a few words for him. And now I'm kind of regretting him because I feel sorry for him. What, you guy. heckled him when he's leaving the field? Uh, what, a black uh, Larkley shirt? You heckled Arthur care. Smith when he's leaving the field today. Yes. What you, you say to him? Under the, the, under the tunnel, yes. That was me. What'd you say? Oh, my. I, I can't really say it on the radio. I just. Well, give uh, us the cliff notes. Really... Just clean it up a little bit. Oh, uh, I just. Uh, well, it was my wife. I told my wife to record me. My son, fortunately, my son was next to me. <laughs> I was like, I waited till he came. He looked up, and we made eye contact. And I told him, Arthur, you need to get the hell out of here. Wow. And uh, and, wow. and uh, that's about it. And then I also So you fired Terry. Arthur Smith today is what you did. You fired him, didn't you? I also beat <laughs> Terry, and I went through the tunnel, and I said, Terry, you need to ship his butt out. That's it. And But I'm keeping it really PG, guys. Guys, great Appreciate show. Appreciate it, man. No matter what, Falcons rise up all day, every day, man. Thank Thanks. you, fellas. You guys have a good night. What is, what is this? Why is – what's with this idolizing of Justin Fields? Garrett, I don't get it. He's a great player. He's, uh, He's Harrison High School. Well, I mean, he's a great player. That, but look at his passing numbers. They're not that great. You can t- you know. talk about the trash he has up there, certainly. Yeah. I mean, the, you look Why at the Why do you think he'd be that numbers. much of an upgrade? I don't think he is. I, I think he'd fit better than the two guys we have here right now. But that's also not mm. saying terribly much. That's not terribly saying too, I mean, too much, is it? I mean, they got some great – there are some great players. I mean, if Arthur Smith is still the guy, we could be talking about – like, what is this, the, the, the fifth start, – fourth starting quarterback for, for Arthur Smith yep. to, on opening day? Yep. Potentially, if he, resets, if he resets, I'm assuming that it's not going to be Desmond Ritter again. I mean, not not a great start to the season. I mean, look, it's just not a not not a not very good. It's just it's, uh, it's, it's I know it's it's a it is a so amazingly frustrating because the expectations of this team. Wow, look at that! They spent some money on defense. They've peppered the roster with a bunch of uh, veteran guys on prove it deals, meaning you're probably going to get the best effort out of them. And for the most part. That was working. The defense has been bailing the offense out all season, but the defense has taken a couple of step back, steps back. Offense certainly hasn't been consistent. You can – all the head-scratching, odd, gimmicky, cute plays they try to run inside the red zone. I mean, missed tackles. Like I said, you're two missed tackles away from being 6-4. and four. But that's just the way it is. All right, after the game, David Archer caught up with Desmond Ritter. Well, Des, I know you never hope uh, for an opportunity like that where Taylor goes down, but you came in, you were ready for the opportunity. Tell me about your mindset as you stepped on the field. Yeah, I mean, it's just go down and execute. Um, you know, same thing that we've been doing, just keep going down. Obviously, we needed points. Um, you know, came up short right there on that fourth down conversion, um, but was able to come back um, and go down the field and score. The fourth down play that you referenced, it looked like maybe some penetration kind of got into your legs a little bit. I mean, uh, those are always tough. You're looking for a little help, somebody pushing you from behind. Yeah, I mean, it's a game of inches. Uh, you know, we had to check on there. I kept it up, um, you know, ran the quarterback sneak. Um, you know, you look back, you, a lot of things you can fix, a lot of things that you can go back, just hand the sure. ball off, maybe the running back go gets it. Um, but like I said, at the end of the day, you know, we ran with it, we got to go, and we got to execute. Did you sense on the zone read play where you handed to, to Tyler, you probably could have kept it on that play for the touch, and you came right back to the same play. Yeah, same exact play. Um, you see, I just told him, hey, run it again, run it again. Uh, you know, they kind of lined up in the same defense and did the same thing, and, you know, I pulled it. 
Uh, great call on your part. Tell me about your thought process now as we go into this bye week. Got a big game coming up in two weeks with New Orleans. Yeah, obviously, you know, keeping the body healthy and then, you know, just resting the mind, resting the body, um, being able to, you know, use this week as great recovery, um, like I said, both mentally and physically, um, and then be ready to go, obviously, for a huge divisional opponent, huge rivalry, um, and just be ready to go. Thanks, Des. Thank you. Well, he did. He came in and did his job today, but that's usually the case. So anytime you see a backup quarterback come in, that always seems to galvanize the offensive side of the football for whatever reason seems to be always the case. Came in, did a nice job. Unfortunately, on that fourth and one, that proved costly because he, he did slip at the line of scrimmage and tried to lunge for the first down, came up about two inches short. And that's just – those are the little things like that that always seem to be magnified, that always seem to cost this Falcon team a victory. And it's, it's a damn shame, too. You're four and six. You should be a lot better. And you had so many winnable games during this part of the schedule, and you have really nothing to show for it, which is, uh, which is a shame. All right, Mr. Landman caught up with uh, David Archer. He had a sack and an interception, Dave. What was that stat you gave me? First Falcon to do that and what? I think it was uh, one of three players. The last one was like Brian Poole wow. or something. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Interception and a sack for uh, Landman. David Archer caught up with him. The tough one, man. All these games come down to the end. Tell me about what you thought and how the game kind of finished. Yeah, there's there's good things and negative things. Um, you know, I love this team. We're going to keep fighting to the end. Sure. We always give ourselves a chance. Um, we do got to make some more plays, though. Uh, you know, on defense, special teams, everywhere. We got to make some more plays. Keep leaving some plays out there. Um, there's no one play that's going to win or lose the game. Um, so we just got to minimize, you know, those mistakes and. Um, make more plays at the end of the day. Certainly the thought process of what Kyler can do once the play kind of breaks down, I know was kind of focal point of your, your thought process. I know it even pains you more that he made a play, even though you were thinking about it. Yeah, you know, he's a special player. Um, and that's his specialty. He's able to extend plays and get, um, you know, get going in the pocket, move the pocket, extend plays. And, um, you know, it was a point of emphasis, and we just got to get better. We got to go back and look at the film. Um, and if that's one of the plays we got to make, that's one of the plays we got to make. But you know, credit to them; um, they made more plays than us today. And um, but I'm still so proud of this team. You know, we, we never we never quit. We always keep fighting. Um, and I just I love my guys on my team. All right, big guy, talk me through the interception before I let you get out of here. You're in perfect position. Yeah, yeah. I was I was I was running the middle, um, and I you know I saw the dig coming across, and I sat down. Our D line got pressure. Um, so I, I give that I give all the credit to the you know to the D line there. They got pressure. He was able to step up in the pocket. They got him off his spot. Um, he let it go, and um, yeah, I made the play. Made the play that came my way. But credit to the guys up front for you know forcing that that quick throw um, and allowed me to make the play. Okay, you're going to go to a bye week now. Tell me the thought process of this group. You guys lost a couple in a row. A couple you probably obviously felt like you could win. This is certainly one of those. What's the thought process now as you reboot the system with New Orleans coming to town in a couple weeks? Yeah, just to, just to improve. You know, we got to win the bye. We got to get healthy. Um, we got to look at things we did well, things we didn't do well, um, and you know, just get back to the the drawing board and and play play football that we know how to play. Um, if we can, you know, make a couple plays here and there, um, you know, it changes games. So. Um, just, just getting back to the drawing board um, and playing how we know how to play football. It's, I don't think it's any secret to success. We just um, got to start getting back to our roots and, and then making the plays that we know how to make. Nate Landman, the guy that's playing a lot of good football. Eight tackles, a sack, an interception. Hey, thanks, bud. Thank you. Yeah, he has been playing very well. He's been uh, flying all over the place, doing a good job. In spite of uh, probably being a step slower than your fastest uh, linebacker that's on the DL right now. 25-23 the final. You got seven games left. What's the likely uh, 
outcome going to be of those seven games? We're going to look into that next on the Falcons Flyover. Sports Radio, 1990 Game. On the Falcons Flyover. Presented by Ticketmaster, the official ticket marketplace of the Atlanta Falcons and the NFL. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Snap, spot, kick is away, and it is good. On the final play of the game, Matt Prater wins it for Arizona. 25-23. Well, that's your unfortunate final today. Falcons lose in excruciating, Pat, excruciating ways they always seemingly do. Dropped four and six bye week coming up. You got seven games left. What's likely going to happen over the next seven games? Think about it this way. You're four and six. You'd have to go six and one to win ten games. Is this a team you see going six and one over the last seven games? You got the Saints coming off the bye. Then you have to go up there to the uh, Meadowlands to take on the Jets. Not necessarily going to. No, no game's easy for this Falcon team. You had, you had a part of your schedule right now with a bunch of mediocre to bad teams, and you can't beat any of them. So then you uh, host the Buccaneers on December 10th. The Colts come to town, and guess what? Colts just kind of keep on winning. 10-6 to 6 over the Patriots. They're now 5-5, five and five, by the way, with Gardner Minshew at our quarterback. Then you're going to have to go up. Imagine this. New Year's Eve, the Falcons will be at Soldier Field to take on the Bears. Imagine that could be a nice weather game. Then, of course, then you close things out on the seventh against the Saints. Seven games left. Are you going six and one at four and six, losing the way you're losing games? I just don't see how it's, how it's going to happen. But, but could it, though, if you really look at it? Look at the way they lost these games. You make that tackle last week against Josh Dobbs. He's not able to extend that drive and get the uh, game-winning touchdown. You win that game. You get the tackle today when Kyler Murray is 30 yards behind the line of scrimmage. But no, you let him get free. You get, he's able to run for the first down. You get that done, you win the game. Is it? It is. There is such a small margin for error in the NFL. So is it possible they could, they could go six and one? You just don't feel it. It just seems like the same mistakes that plague this team never seem to go away. You gave up another big special teams run back today against the Cardinals. That's been an issue at times. That can put you up in a not a very good position. You get an interception today. You turn it, what, inside the 20-yard line. Can't get a touchdown out of that. It's like I've been saying, no team does less with great field position than the Falcons do. And you're four and six at just a couple of made plays at the most opportune moment. Just a couple of things go right. The record's completely flipped around. You might have seven wins. But you are what you are. But are you so incompetent that you cannot go out and maybe at least maybe go four and three. Try to go win five of five of your next um, seven games, maybe. Is that possible? Probably not. But you think it's possible. Buccaneers do pick up a win today. They stop a four-game losing streak. They beat the Titans 20 to a six. Another game the Falcons should have won when they went up there to Nashville. 278 yards, two touchdowns for a Baker Mayfield. And how about the Texans? They get a win over the Bengals, 30-27. to 27. You know, The Texans have got to be thinking, I think Garrett Chapman told me this before the show started, they got to be thinking, how did we lose to the Falcons? How the hell, was that you that said that, or it might have been Mike Smith? I don't know. Mike Smith. I think we all, Mike Mike Smith. Mike, Mike I think we all, I think we've all been saying something kind of like yep, that. Yep. Well, they beat the Bengals today, 30-27. to 27. Massive day, what, 369 yards, I think, for C.J. Stroud. 
Saints lose to Josh Dobbs and the Vikings. Josh Dobbs threw about 260 yards, a touchdown. That one looks great. Great story. Lions and a crazy one over the Chargers. It seems like whoever got the whoever got the ball last was going to end up winning this thing. Well, the Lions did it 41 to 38. Wild game there. And how about this? Cowboys over the Giants, 49 to 17. Giants dropped to two and eight. Cowboys now six and three. 640 yards today of offense for the Cowboys. The Cowboys and their two meetings with the Giants this year, get this, they have outscored the Giants 89 to 17 in those two meetings because they won what well, week week one 40 to nothing. Commanders get a they lose to the uh, Seahawks today 29 to uh, 26. And the Colts over the Patriots 10 to 6 Colts 5 and 5 with Gardner Minshew a quarterback. Patriots 2 and 8. You got to think this is Bill Belichick's last season, I would think. What 70 71 years old. It's just probably just time to go. And now he's going to have shots taken in his legacy saying, "Well, he didn't win anything without Tom Brady." Okay, we're going to have to deal with that, I guess. How about the Browns beating the Ravens? 33-31, everybody in the national media have been so in love with the Ravens and their chances of getting to the Super Bowl. Well, today, the Browns get the victory, improved to 6-3. and three. Ravens drop to 7-3. and three. How about the Steelers? Very sneakily are 6-3 and three after kind of a sluggish start. They beat the Packers 23-19. Packers drop to 3-6. Uh, and six. Oh, a Terrible day for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They lose to the 49ers 34-3. Jacksonville had 20 yards total in their first plays, made some adjustments, started moving the ball a little bit, but they turned the ball over four times. Trevor Lawrence had a bad day, four turnovers. Three of those were in 49er territory, and that sinks the Jaguars to 6-3 uh, and three on the year. And if you look at the standings, most of your teams that are in the thick of it, everybody's right around 6-3. and three. Of course, you got the outliers. you got your uh, Eagles. You've got your Chiefs, understandably. But most of your division leaders – Right at 7-3, 6-3. Look how close you could be if you just made a couple of tackles. That's the uh, razor, razor thin margin for error. Who else did Arch talk to after the uh, game today? Who, who, who were you missing there? We are, we are heard from Desmond Ritter. We did. Bijan, let's hear from uh, Bijan Robbins and David Arch. Bijan, a lot of carries today for you. Did you anticipate that kind of workload? Uh, well, you know, first of all, I got to say, you know, I give honor to God. Um, you know, for getting out the game healthy. And, you know, I just continue to play for him and, and praise him for giving me an opportunity to be out there. But, uh, you know, I, I was I was ready for whatever we needed uh, for the team, whether it was an easy workload or, or, or a tougher one. Um, I was ready for whatever. And, you know, I felt good out there and felt good coming off. But obviously you want to get the win, like, um, at the end of the day. But I was, I was really ready to go um, for whatever we needed. You were on the field a ton not and, and didn't carry the ball a number of times, too. I think you played like some 60, 65 plays. So does it bother feel at right now? Uh, no. I, it actually feels pretty good. Uh, you know, I feel, I, feel, I feel good. Just a little sore. Um, but other than that, you know, I, that's why I just, you know, thank God that he, he got me out safe and healthy because, yeah, that's a lot of plays uh, for a game. But, you know, I feel, I feel good now. All right. You're a local kid, Tucson, really, just down the road a couple hours. Um, played in front of a ton of family. You get the rushing touchdown. That had to been pretty special. Yeah, it was, it was awesome, man. Just like all the people that supported me, I got from when I was a kid, got to see me perform at, a, at the highest level. And, you know, they, they've been seeing me from Pop Warner to high, to high school to, I mean, college to now. Like, like it's, it's definitely such a blessing to play play in front of the you know the home home state hometown Tucson Arizona uh, Phoenix like 
you know, I love just being a part of, of something like that and just all that support that they came in and brought. All right. One of the reasons you're on this team is because of how good a player you are. Another reason you're on this team is because you're a winner. That's one of the things you guys need to get over the hump here. What do you what what does your mindset go to? I know you're one of the young guys, so it's not necessarily lean on you as a leadership, but your work ethic. What, tell me about what you go about the next couple of weeks to try to get this W when you see New Orleans in two weeks. Yeah, man. I mean, obviously it's a bye week, but for me, it's it's more of just how can I get better. You know, I'm a watch all my runs again um, from the season and watch all my passes um, and to see like what I can work on, how I can continue to get better on my tracks and, and open open space, open field and, you know, do, do everything necessary that I can to just get an edge and help my team, help my teammates, help us win uh, the second half of the season. But I just know that, you know, whatever whatever I got to do and whatever this team has to do to, to try to win, I know we're going to do it. I know you know, it was a tough loss today, but, you know, hopefully this is a wake-up call, a huge wake-up call for us to know, like, you know, we can't we can't settle for this anymore. Um, and we got to go in there and, and make, make something happen so we can, you know, be, be victorious at the end. All right, my man. Thanks for your time. Thank you. All right, there we go. We had a caller that was yelling at me earlier. He's, he, he called back, so we're going to let him back on. All right, go ahead. You said you're coming for me. He's back on? Oh, he dropped. Well, that's interesting. Now, what was the gist of what he was saying to you? <laughs> he said we took personal shots and we did no such thing. You basically said if somebody starts their argument by saying a certain phrase, it's dumb. You didn't call him dumb. You said that's dumb. Just because you do dumb things don't make you a dumb person. Unless you keep that's doing it. the dumb things, then you are a dumb person. So there we go. <laughs> ah, two missed tackles. Two weeks in a row. This one hurt almost as much as last week really hurt. I mean, the uh, the level of energy at the uh, top draft sports bar, it was packed after the Falcon game because of the, uh, the sports bar is like a block away. But, man, it was like a wake in there. Everybody's kind of quiet, kind of muttering to themselves. It's just a maddening, maddening time to be a Falcon fan. It kind of always has been. Somebody posted something interesting on uh, Facebook, and this was uh, – what was it? It was from Sport Magazine. And on the cover of Sport Magazine, this is uh, like 1981, you have Steve Barkowski, the line of scrimmage, barking out signals on the cover of Sport Magazine's The Next NFL Dynasty, the Atlanta Falcons. Well, that never came to pass after that 1980 team. Would have won the Super Bowl that year, by the way. That 1980 team would have beaten the Raiders in that Super Bowl, I'm convinced. That's the year the uh, Raiders beat the uh, Dick Vermeil coached uh, Eagles in New Orleans. Had the Falcons uh, not squandered that lead to Dallas. One of the biggest heartbreaking losses for me, January 6th, 1981. Falcons-Cowboys. And it just seems like uh, we just can't seem to catch a break in this town. You get all the way to the Super Bowl, you have it won, only to squander it in the most Falcon way imaginable. All right, that's going to do it. Garrett Chapman, good job. Thank you to all the callers, even the one that yelled at me. That was kind of funny, though. Not going to be with you next week. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, hopefully, we'll wrap up a Falcons win against the Saints. Hey, you got seven games left. If you can get rid of these stupid little areas that are costing you games, clean those up a little bit. Maybe, maybe you can scratch and claw your way to nine wins and maybe, just maybe, get into the playoffs. Not going to hold my breath, but hey, might as well be optimistic. All right, that's it. We're going to join Sunday Night Football in progress. This is Sports Radio 1990 Game. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind. 
Extreme Minor League affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.